0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that seeks to have a conversation not with employers and not with business owners, but with you, our fellow workers on the workplace floor. I'm your host, Christian Witted. The topic of today's show is parenting your child's career. And to that end, our interviewee for this week is Robert McFarland. Robert is the blogger-in-chief of the Impactful Lives blog, which you can find at robertmcfarlane.net. He is also the president of McFarlane Messaging, LLC, a branding consultancy helping ministries and nonprofits spread their vision and story. So listeners, I invite you to take a seat, kick back, maybe with a notebook and pencil, and enjoy today's show.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Rick Wooded. You're listening to the podcast show on your way to work Now, I happen to have in studio with me today, via phone, Robert McFarlane. Now, Robert, I met him at the NRB convention in Nashville beginning of this year. Is that right, Robert?
2: Yeah, that's right. Back in February.
1: Yeah, actually, you interviewed me. And the interview was one thing, but I think we spent almost as much or more time talking about our kids and uh, kind of preparing them for college and adulthood and and a working life. So Robert is a brand identity consultant. He's a speaker. He's a blogger. And I tell you, I think the thing that impresses me most about Robert, he is a concerned, active, dedicated, and highly involved father and parent. Robert, I think what you and I talked about, about you and your wife and the things that you've done with your children are just remarkable. And I really wanted to just have a, a really intimate discussion today for our listeners, if that's all right with you.
2: Oh, absolutely. I am delighted to be here with you again, Rick, and uh, loved having you on my blog. I mean, you were a great interview. I love talking to you about about your book. And I think that uh, what you do with On Your Way to Work is is so helpful for what people are doing and trying to figure this whole thing out.
1: Great. Well, you know, let's jump in here. You know, last year um, I did an interview, and for the for the listeners or the new listeners, episode twenty one, I talked about a career advice for your kids, and it was really more for parents. And lo and behold, I met you, Robert. And I would have thought you listened to that podcast show, or maybe even wrote the script. And <laughs> I just want to jump in here. And, and really, uh, share with the, the listeners some of the tricks of the trade that you've learned through the years. Now, you've got how many kids?
2: I've got six.
1: And, and, and give me the range of ages.
2: Well, we just graduated our first one from college. So um, that was a big jump up and down for Joy moment. She's 22. Okay. And I've got one who is now a sophomore in college. Okay. And I've got two in high school now. Uh, One's a junior, one's a freshman, and I've got uh, one in junior high and one who is in upper uh, elementary school.
1: So listeners, when you've got that many, you just got to give the man a a moment to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you've got a whole range there, Robert. My goodness. You're talking about a a quiver full, man. It must be a blessing to see the older ones kind of moving out the nest or about to move out the nest.
2: Well, I gotta say, it it really gives you some gratification when you realize that yes, you can actually homeschool your kids and they can actually uh, go out and graduate from college. It makes you feel like you you done good.
1: Now, I gotta tell you, that's just some boldness there to uh, to homeschool six kids. So, so let me jump into this because you know what I really want to talk about is parenting your child's career, and most people parent their. Children's emotional well-being, their psychological well-being, their spiritual well-being, um, physically taking care of them, nourishing them. But I found very few people who are very aware of I am preparing my child for a career someday. And so, when when you hear that phrase, "parenting your child's career," just from from your obviously vast experience, you've got six kids and a long stretch in between there. What comes to mind?
2: Well, it's it's funny. My first reaction is rather visceral. When I first think of the term parenting your child's career, I think of the the hovering parent, you know, hovering over their kids, you know, like trying to steer their direction and all that. But But really, I mean, you're so right, though, Rick. We really should be involved in steering our kids in the right direction because we, better than anybody, understand how they're wired. And we know what really gets them going. We understand how they think, most times better than they do themselves. So it really makes a lot of sense for us parents to really be setting our kids up for success because – we're going to have a better insight into what they're thinking and what they would like to do than oftentimes they will themselves.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, so is this like a big miss for parents? Do, do parents really, you know, overall not pay attention to what you just said, you know, understanding who my child is and beginning, begin to do the legwork for career connecting, connecting them to something they're going to want to be and want to do and have passion for. Is that a big miss?
2: I think it's a major miss if people don't really think about how they can be helping their kids. Because really, like when you said uh, parenting your your kid's career, I I would like to look at it as really setting them up for success. So that – and everybody wants their kids to succeed. No one wants their kids to fail. Um, But I think that oftentimes parents – hit one of two extremes either they like i was jokingly saying either they hover over their kids or the other end is they're just totally hands off and they're uninvolved in the process and they think well it's their, it's my kid's decision let him make his decision let her make her decision but as a result i think the kids miss out on a lot of parental wisdom i mean my dad never talked about uh work when he was at home. I mean and if he did, I wasn't listening. Okay, I'll I'll admit that. Um because I think he wanted to leave all of his work at work. And and I get that. I understand that. But I think we need to be talking to our kids using the work world term so they can become familiar with them. And it's not and I'm not talking just about, you know, take your kids to work someday. Yeah. You know, that 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 whole kind of thing. I think it's really learning about what makes them tick that involves listening to our kids and understanding what's really important to them, being willing to do things that are different from what others might be doing. I think well-meaning people ask, well, what do you want to do someday? What do you want to do when you grow up? And I think that's the wrong question. And I think the right question, and maybe this is even a question from from you, Rick, is is what problem do you want to solve?
1: Wow, that's good. Uh,
2: I, I think that totally changes the whole dynamic. It helps them develop a vision for the contribution they can be making to society. And it gets to the heart of the issue and really points them in the right direction for their career path.
1: I mean, I love that. What problem do you want to solve? So now let, let me throw these stats at you. I just got to get them in here. Um, and I think this is why I'm doing another episode on just parenting your children's career this year. And it's Career Builder. There's a, a survey that Career Builder did, and it said uh, 25% of job seekers said that they received career advice during their you know high school, pre-college high school years, only 25%, one in four, 23%. So another one of those four said they received no advice at all. And, and over 40% said that they received very little. They wish they'd receive more advice. So why is it you think um, parents aren't making this connection? Call me crazy. I think most people love their children to death, but we seem to be missing a very important part of their future life. I mean, they will, they will spend more time of their awake time at work than at home. How are we missing this, Robert? I just don't understand.
2: You know, I don't understand there either, Rick. I, th- I think it's funny because you're right. I mean, we spend so much of our waking hours focusing on work. And, and why aren't we setting them up for that? Uh, it's funny. I wrote, wrote a, I wrote a blog post back in, uh, in July mm-hmm. on this very same subject. But it's so important to be really focusing on our kids' strengths. I mean yeah. it's, it's amazing that, uh, that even I, – I think we're probably looking at a similar survey here. I think it was strengths or something like this looking at there are – the people who focus on their strengths in the workplace are six times more likely to be engaged in their jobs. And three times more likely to have an excellent quality of life. I mean, those are the kind of stats that you're talking about, what I just quoted here, that I think we ought to be paying attention to if we're going to make sure that our kids are going to be set up for the kind of life that they would want to have and that we would want them to have too. So it's all about looking for what's their natural aptitude? What way can we really weigh into their lives? Also looking at like, uh, I think it's really funny that when we talk about weaknesses, like in school... 77% of U.S. parents think that teachers should place the highest priority on raising their students' lowest grades, (laughs) according to uh, Tom Rath, who wrote uh, StrengthsFinder. I think that's just ridiculous, because really what you ought to be focusing on is what are your strengths? Where do you really thrive? Where do you you shine? I mean, yeah, I understand that focusing on your weaknesses can produce perseverance, but really these stats talk about they they lead to disengagement. So I think it's so much more important, For us to be focusing on how our kids are wired, giving them that kind of input and for us to really help them be able to thrive.
1: Man, I got to tell you, I love that because two decades in the workplace and and managing many people through the years, if there's one thing that I have noticed, um, people who shine really well in a workplace, they've got one or two things that I've observed. Number one is they just have a work ethic out of this world and number two there's usually some quality that they're really really good at and that strength so i always say a rising tide lifts all boats and so they may be think of you know a couple folks through the years who were just excellent at process i mean they were very meticulous very detailed knew how to break a process down and that one strength that one thing that they were really good at and i think of the kid who always had to put his toys or her toys in a specific order just had that level of detail and you know i can think of a couple workers who who have been like that through the years that i've worked with or have worked for me and that one skill alone just made them so much better at so many other things Because they were really good at what they were really good at. I I think you're right. Because they were good at that, they knew they were good, their their confidence was high, their engagement was strong, and they just were better than so many others. So, you know, let's jump into like practically. Let's let's give the listeners some what have you done? I mean, you've got a lot of kids and You've got some out of the nest, getting ready to go out of the nest, and some that are just settled in really nicely into the nest for a few more years. You know, what are some of, uh, give me some practical things that you've done.
2: Well, in terms of some of the things that we did, um, we did a relatively non-traditional route, okay? Um, And maybe that's because we were homeschooling, I don't know. But anyway, my daughter told me at 14 that she wanted to go do college online. And I'm like, what's that? I had no idea what that even looked like. But we came across a program that called College Plus. It's somewhat known in the homeschool community, but uh, outside of it, it's pretty really well-kept secret. It was started by a homeschool kid who graduated from college in six months with $5,000 worth of expense. Now, when I heard that, I thought, man, what's this guy done? And he had set up a consultancy really to help people get through that whole process um, in terms of understanding how they can best game the system to be able to take tests like CLEP exams, if you're familiar with those, yep. and be able to find out which institutions will accept the most amount of credit. So he, so he found one, and there are plenty of them out there, that you can transfer nearly 120 credits into the school from other places. So if you're able to take an $80 test with maybe a $50 proctoring fee, you're chopping that thousand dollars that you would have to pay for like a three credit course down to maybe one fifty, Um, and you're able to then go to school at a whole lot less. So you can graduate from, uh, you can get a degree, maybe it's not from Harvard or Yale, but you can get a degree from college for probably about $20,000 for years.
1: Now, this was your daughter's idea. This was something she wanted to do.
2: Yeah, this is her idea and she wanted to do this and so she started planning out her whole life purpose, what she wanted to do and she said, "Okay, I want to be an attorney." And I'm like, "Cool. All right, she wants to be an attorney." So she started taking tests, you know, to get credit for college. She had planned to graduate from college at the same time she graduated from high school, but that life intervened. She got really sick with Lyme disease for like 3 years wow. and she had to totally drop out of of high school. I mean, wow. I won't, I'll spare you the details of, but basically she had to drop even homeschooling for, for two, three years. Wow. But the good news is though, that um, now she just graduated um, this year at 21 from college.
1: Wow. Well, thank God she's well.
2: So even though she had a drop out for three years, she still ended up graduating from college at the same time that basically all of her peers did. So that's the kind of a luxury that she, we were able to do through this program. And now her younger sister, who's 19, is doing the same kind of thing and has already wrapped up her freshman year doing the same kind of tests. So it's it's a way that we can really take control – or excuse me, our kids can take control of their whole college program and be able to find out how they can – figure out what's most important to them. What do they want to do? What, like, what problem do they want to solve? And then be able to go to college in a way that's really going to fit their schedule. And, and even if life intervenes, like it did with my daughter, you can still be able to make it work to your advantage.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think this is what you and I talked about when we were in Nashville. Similar story. I've got half the amount of kids you have, though, and probably will have fewer grays in the end than you. (laughs) But um, same story. I mean, we we homeschool our kids. My wife does a bulk of that heavy lifting, I'll be honest with you. And, you know, at 16 uh, here in Florida, you're able to attend state college, community college, whatever you want to Mm -hmm. call it, at no cost and up to six or seven uh, credit. Credit hours a semester. And at 16, we said, All right, you're going to college. And um, we, we tried to do both initially, and we realized, Why are we doing that? So he was able to get dual credit, college and high school. And, and that's not just open to homeschoolers. If your your kid is in high school at a public school, they can qualify for the same program as well. It's just, you know, it's hard work, but you can do it. And I, I want to pause there because I'm thinking a listener is going, "Oh, that's great, Rick. You and Robert, you, you guys can homeschool, have at it. I can't, don't want to, or or just can't. I've got to work, etc." Well, you know, I I'll tell you, just for that listener, I, I go back, you know, multiple decades and think of my mother, who was a um, a single mother at my young age, and um, I would. Have to come home by myself, and you know I got in at three. I knew she was going to be home at three forty-five, and if I wasn't at that table doing my work, I mean she was on top of me, and it was just a work ethic that she had built into me. I think the point is being involved, and if I heard you correctly in your story there, listening to your kids they know what they want. Now, they may not know how to get there. They may not know what it really looks like, but most of your kids have a good idea of, uh, or a good direction of what they want. So now I want to ask you to just back up a little bit with your oldest daughter there. And, you know, sounds like, um, she had a lot of confidence. So what are some of the things you and your wife did to get her to that place? where she was so resolute and focused on doing what she's doing?
2: Well, I think that she is a, a rather confident young lady regardless, so I don't know if you, I can take a whole lot of credit for where she's at at this point. But um, I, I do think that one of the things that really worked well for her was the whole concept of planning. I mean, I didn't have that experience at all in terms of my background. I, my, in high school, my plan was to get good grades so I could go to college. Period. End of plan. Okay. I didn't think a whole lot about what was going to come afterwards. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know, so I didn't know what I wanted to prepare for. Now, my high school best friend, though, he had a totally different plan. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. So he didn't go to as big a name school as I did, but he actually went to the best school for what he wanted to do. And man, that set him up for success right after he got out of college. And he tracked very well in terms of his whole post-college career. So I think planning is really the key in terms of understanding where it is you want to go. And I realize that some of your listeners right now may not necessarily say college is their thing. Their kids may not want to go to college necessarily. Maybe it's vocational training. Maybe they're going to start a business. But I think for them, the idea is really to think through, okay, what, do I really want to do? And for parents to really be listening to see, not necessarily what they say, but what are they interested in?
1: You know, it's absolutely right. And I'm thinking of my kids. And I'm sure, much like yours, are just so very different. Sometimes you wonder did, did these three come from the same uh, place? Just <laughs> what is going on here? But, you know, so I think of my my oldest, my son is just, he's a bookworm. He will devour any book you give him in a few minutes. I mean, the biggest challenge we had with him was, son, put the book down, come back to reality, come back to earth. So um,
2: (laughs) that's a nice problem to have.
1: uh, Yeah. And, you know, so we figured out early on, very meticulous. He is the kid that will devour the instructions and we'll know absolutely what he's talking about in terms of whatever it is he's doing, because he has swallowed the instructions. And we really were very cognizant of that early on. You know, we noticed really quickly um that he, he loved, you know, electrical things, et cetera. And and my wife had an opportunity to put him in a program where he learned to just solder little pieces of equipment. I mean, we were very meticulous. Based on what we saw in him and ultimately we led him in a direction that he wanted to be computer programmer he wanted to be in robotics and engineering etc and you know lo and behold I mean he's almost 20 now and he's done the dual enrollment and and now that's what he is in school for and he is uh, working uh, for an engineering firm uh, on an internship But it was about connecting who and what he is and what his interests were, to your point. And we would show him things that we thought connected with what we saw his strengths were, to your point, to use that word, strength. Same thing with my oldest daughter. She's the one that if there's babies around, she's going to be the one helping mom with the babies. Or she's going to be the ones with puppies. So we knew this girl's going to be a veterinarian or a doctor, something. Lo and behold, she's 16 and now kind of starting the same route my son's been on. And, you know, she wants to be a surgical pediatric nurse. That's what she wants to do. Uh, She's very clear on it. And we have just been hinting along the way. My youngest loves cooking. And so we're trying to find those things very intentional about what is it my child likes or what are they just naturally gifted at? What's their gift And then begin to show them things, to hint to them, hey, what about this? And they're going to look at all of that and find something that they gravitate to. And I believe this with all my heart. The earlier we can seal their mind behind a dream, the more committed they'll be to it, the more passion they'll have for it. and, And hopefully they'll end up in a place where they have both a high level of skill, to your point, and a lot of passion. Kind of went on a soliloquy there because I just really believe in this, and it sounds like this is some of the stuff you've been doing with your kids as well
2: oh, absolutely, absolutely and and I think that uh, going on what you were just saying that finding those kind of things that they're interested in, being able to pair them up with opportunities where they can really explore them, I think that's fabulous because when you're able to do that and create those kind of meshing of their interests with opportunities then you've really got someone you can work with. Because yeah. then if it, if it is something that they really like uh, from there, you can actually then turn that into another word called experience. Yes, And that word, I mean, when I'm looking to hire somebody, I am not interested in where they went to school. I'm interested in what have they done. Right. I mean, I don't care about what do they know. I want to know what can they do. And so... When you're talking about things like uh, getting those kind of experiences, whether they be internships or apprentices, apprenticeships or whatever, I, I think that that's a great way to get your kids an exposure to a job or a skill and then help them gain some credibility so they can gain some success for their career path. Like you were saying there, I mean, like, hey, if they got a passion for something, help them get good at it. I mean, last thing you want to do is to be good at something that you hate doing.
1: Yeah. What's the one thing I think we've all learned as parents, those of us that have older kids, when they're young, they believe you. When they're older, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) When they're younger, it's daddy, mommy, please tell me, help me. You got to show me. When they're older, it's prove it. And so, you know, what an opportunity the younger our kids are to begin. It's our job. We know our babies. We know them inside and out very well. And we've got to take time to do our homework, right? And and just say, you know, they seem to be really interested in this. Let me start showing them things over there. And not Hey, let me make them, you know, want to be a doctor or a lawyer because that was what I wanted to be, or that's what I am, or what I was, but really taking notice of what they want to be. Gosh, I'm just thinking back to what you said here about strengths and passions. When when we look at, you know, one of the biggest plagues in our careers and or in the workplace today, it's engagement, employee engagement. Thirteen percent of the globe's work. Uh, force is engaged personally and emotionally connected to the jobs they do only 13 percent so you know i think you're on to something so for for the listeners with children you know if you had to narrow down one two three bullet points of advice for for creating a career path or a career plan for their children right now um for young kids what would you parents with young kids what would you what would you tell them
2: well, I'd say really kind of point one, two, three. Not to not to repeat myself, but I'm going to repeat myself. First of all, listen, listen to your kids. Uh, make sure that you hear the kind of things they're saying when you're when they don't think you're really listening. You know, that was kind. Of, make mental notes, or actually, better yet, make written notes when you see your kids having aptitudes for certain things, when they excel at different things, even if they don't realize it. And this is where you as a where where we as parents can really be great assets to our kids when they're able to then hear from us what they have in their hearts, and they may not even realize it. Secondly, I'd say pay attention to what interests them. So be observant in whether it's uh, activities they want to do or if it's interests they have, it's magazines they read, it's television programs they want to see, um, if it's clubs they want to join, whatever it is. I mean, those kind of things that, that they gravitate to. Just just make notes of those kind of things. And then finally, I mean, keep it a log. I mean, if you write down this stuff of what they are doing, uh, make it a log of that. One thing I do is I periodically, at least once a year, will sit down with my kids and I'll just say, hey – what are you excited about? What are you interested in? What would you like to do more? What would you like to do less? And just really, it's almost an interrogation here that I'm asking them all this kind of stuff. Fortunately, I'm feeding them at the same time, so there's a feeling like it's less of a, <laughs> of, a uh, of an interrogation, but just to really understand, okay, what's, what makes them tick? Because really, we know them better than they know themselves, because we, especially if we're listening and taking the time to do that. And then ultimately, share with them your observations about their interests and abilities. But obviously we have to be careful of how we tell them this information because we gotta make sure that they're open to what we're gonna say. Because obviously there's that age when kids are making some of their decisions that sometimes they're kind of uh, thinking that their parents don't understand them when actually we understand them a whole lot better than they they really probably even understand themselves when they're going through all those changes in those years. But anyway, just uh, making sure that we are careful and and cognizant of how we're actually sharing the information with them, so that it's received well.
1: Yeah, my wife says that this way to me, and I, I thank God she taught me this. But she says, particularly with my son, she said, "Okay, I know you know a lot, and you want to teach, but when you talk with your son, leave him with his dignity." You know, I think sometimes as yeah. parents, we know so much, we and we do. I mean, we know them inside and out, and we've we've made every mistake five times that they're about to make. <laughs> And um, mm-hmm. so sometimes we can just tell them everything they need to do and be. My wife so so diligently reminds me, leave, leave them with their dignity, leave them feeling they, they, they do have a voice, they do have an opinion, and, and that it does matter, even if it needs to be constrained to, to boundaries. So I, I, I think that's great, great advice. Now you mentioned earlier College Plus, and you know, and I will say for the listeners, this is not a recommendation for the show. We're not uh, telling you this is something you have to do, but but Robert, I mean, this you have really used that tool well, and they're not even paying us to talk about it, man. <laughs>
2: But, no, I am not on College Plus's payroll. Yeah, <laughs> this is a this is a uh, customer endorsement. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and 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 are there other tools and or tricks that you? I have a couple out there myself, but are there other tools or tricks or things that you've seen resources that have really been an aid to you and your wife in, in raising your kids?
2: Mmm. Well, one thing that my kids did, and I think it was actually part of the College Plus program, but uh, even if you don't do College Plus, I think it's good to do some kind of life purpose planning, and maybe that was even what they used. Um, I am drawing a blank in terms of what ministry or organization it was that we actually – Got their resources from, but it really took my daughter, actually both of my daughters now, my, my two oldest ones, through a process of real, real self-discovery. Okay, really forcing them to think through what it is that they want to do, and like I'm saying, not about how they want to spend their waking hours, but what problem do they want to solve, and and I and I think that that really puts people puts our kids in a position where they can really see themselves in the greater Society of saying, okay, all right, this is the role that I want to play, and this is this is the impact that I want to make, and therefore, this is what I need to do in order to get to that point.
1: I, I love that, man. I love that. What problem do you want to solve? You know, and I, and I tell you, I think some adults can we can still be asking that question, <laughs> and there's just so much wind for your sales behind that. And I really appreciate that advice. You know, I'll tell you, I think a couple of other resources that we've used through the years that i found just very helpful as you're kind of impressioning on your child, if they mention a job, speaking to your point of listening, if they say, hey, I want to be an architect or an engineer or I like drawing and, you know, my wife and I would start looking for jobs in that field online uh, and just pulling up descriptions and just kind of reading through those descriptions with the kids saying, hey, is that is that kind of what you're interested in? And a couple good resources there, onetonline.org. I think it's org, o- onetonline.org.com. We'll add these in the show notes, and, and we'll also get that uh, test that Robert mentioned in the show notes as well for you guys. Um, but that's a great resource because it will tell you every single detail about what skill you need, what background you need, what gifts you should be good at on a particular job description or a particular job that's out there. Another great one is salary.com. And these are all free, but salary.com will give you the high, median, and low salary for any job by zip code. And the last thing I would say, listeners, is just Google top jobs. Google top trending jobs in the next 10 years or 20 years, however old your children are, do the homework now, man, and really map out and uh, help really steer your children in the directions where they're not just going to get a job, but they'll, they'll have a job and a career that they both love and that will pay them for what they do. So I, I'm, I'm fresh out. That's all I've got. Robert, anything you'd close with for the listeners as we wrap up?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, One thing I would say is that even if you're dealing with older kids here, I mean, maybe they've already gone out in the work world. Maybe they even had a start that didn't start off so well, and they're either coming to you for advice or you're trying to figure out, well, how can I help them? You know, it's never too late to start over. Um, I mean, it's obviously trickier to give advice to older kids, but uh, – but nonetheless, it's never too late to start over. Um, and and I would also say that, uh, when for people who've got younger kids and, uh, the biggest temptation we have to avoid, and I think you might've mentioned this already, Rick, is the fact that, uh, our kids are not the avenue we should be living life through. We should not be looking for them to be, for us to live our lives vicariously through them. I mean, they, They need to become their own people. They shouldn't be the ones to become the career that we wish or we would have, could have, should have did. We just need to let them really be the people that, you know, they want to be, the people that God made them to be.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that wholeheartedly. Well, Robert, listen, thank you so much for just kind of having this conversation. We were kind of all over the place, but really just wanted the listeners to to be able to hear a couple parents who really love their kids. We're not getting it all right, but we've really put some thought into how can I help my children with their career? Uh, and, and I'd add for, uh, listeners, those of you to Robert's, uh, closing note there, if you do have older kids, um, a lot of times, much like ourselves, it's about understanding what we value And uh, I'd encourage you to go to careerwit.com. That's www.careerwit.com. That's an online assessment I have out there. It's free for for you guys who are listening. And it'll help you really begin to understand what what do you value. And if you figure out what that value is, you will know what a promotion looks like to you. Because it's not always a bigger job or a bigger paycheck uh, or a bigger title. Robert, thanks so much for coming on. I hope to get you back on in the future so we can talk shop about a few other things.
2: Oh, I'd love that. I'd love that. And if, you're, if your listeners would like to take a look at my blog where I'm helping people lead impactful lives, they can go to robertmcfarland.net. That's uh, R-O-B-E-R-T-M-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-D.net.
1: Great. Robert's a dear friend of the show. And uh, Robert, we will make sure that everything we've talked about, including your website, is in the, the show notes as well. So take a look at that, listeners. And uh, I'm sure you'll get a treat because I've got a treat peeking uh, into some of uh, Robert's blogs. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you. Listeners, thank you for tuning in today. As always, you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash R.A. Tweet us at Rick at R.A or email us at rick at rawitted.com. And listeners, we definitely recommend checking out Robert McFarlane's page at robertmcfarlane.net. Thank you for tuning in today, and have a blessed week.